The name's Bond. James Bond. Dry Martini. Oh, monsieur? Wait. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Keenan Lilly, shake it over rice, and then a thin slice of lemon cream. Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Projection List Podcast presents the James Bond uh, retrospective series, the Daniel Craig years. This is Jordan. Oh, this is Chad. Brian? All right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I am Max. Switching it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Through me for a loop. <laughs> We're doing a retrospective. But what is it? What's the point of the retrospective as opposed to doing the, the single one-offs that we've been doing? Because Spectre's coming out. And I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've had a few beers. He's off the rails, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Because Spectre's coming out. It's, it's a glorious day. Gina's pregnant. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny if she was. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. I'm excited to talk about this. This is, like, this is, besides Alien, this is my favorite franchise. Like, this is, like, my second like favorite franchise. James Bond or just James Bond and, uh, and J- as Daniel Craig? No, James Daniel Craig Bond, like, Craig, since he came into play. Since we're talking about this movie. <laughs> but, yeah. What was that? You're getting a lot more animated now. I am, well, I Because he's the host, so he's got to be like... No, I'm animated because I've had a few drinks, and like I said, this is my second favorite movie franchise of all time. So, I mean, I love all these flicks. I was excited about when this one's coming out. I have a plot summary and questions, and I can't wait. So, I, what, what, what you do? My plot summary? You just introduce it. Whatever you do. Yeah, well, first of all, this is Jordan. Yeah, we already did this. Okay. No. Bond is back. Well, not yet. Bond begins with Casino Royale, the first book in the in the legendary Bond franchise. Daniel Craig is... What is he doing? Anyway, Daniel Craig is on a mission to stop La Chifra in a high-stakes poker game. Upon his mission, Bond meets Vespa Lynn, also American FBI agent Felix Leiter, to help take down the baddie, La Chifra. But Vespa Lynn has a secret... <laughs> It's it's Lashif. It's The woman's name is Miss Vespa. Uh, but anyway, did you watch the movie? Oh, I, I oh I own the Blu-ray. Yeah. But that, okay, that doesn't mean shit. Did I you? always I thought it was Lashif. I I own they the Blu-ray of Anatomy of a Murder, but that doesn't mean I've seen it yet. They they. <laughs> they say it like thirty times in the movie. I mean, it is spelled Lashifra, but he's some French prick who you know pronounces his name all funny. Sure. So. I mean, we never done retrospective series for the projection list, so I don't know how we're going to do it, but, like, before the questions and everything, but, God, uh, this movie's actually got me into Bond. Like, mm. like, like the franchise overall yeah. as a whole. Uh, this came out, I oh, believe, the same time as No Country for Old Men? One year before. Yeah. So what was, because I saw a double feature. Did I see American Gangster? Yeah, well, no, American Gangster 2007 as well. Departed I, is 2006. I, I saw something in 2006, the double feature, I was a sophomore in college. And it was Casino Royale, and a bunch of us film guys went to go, and I was like, what the fuck's Casino Royale? I didn't know anything about Bond. I had no interest in Bond. Hmm. I, I, I didn't give a fuck. And then when I saw this, I was I was blown away. The direction, I mean, just just the opening fucking, uh, um, oh, God, the construction site, that was this action direction just flawless. Perfect. It was choreographed beautifully, and those guys were... Act- that was Daniel Craig and the actual guy, the actual guy, uh, 
Uh, the black guy, he actually is the guy who originated parkour or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean... Free running. Free running, whatever. But, like, uh, only thing that they were doing was harnessed it. And that was... Uh, Daniel Craig was actually doing these moves. Huh? Like, like it's, it's action-packed, and it's funny, too, to get in the history of it, is that the director of this one also directed Goldeneye. So, like, I had nothing to do with it. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then as soon as I saw this, I went back and went on the computer and just dove into the world of Bond. And I've been a Bond fan since this movie came out. Love it. Now, we've seen the uh, Brosnan ones, but, I, again, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know what the big deal was. But when this one came out, especially being the first book, yeah, this is arguably my favorite and best Bond movie and story. Because mm. this is strong. There's nothing wrong with this movie. Yeah, there's there's some stuff. There's some stuff. There's some stuff. But I I mean I love the film. I can get that out of the way right now. But I I mean I think it has its flaws. But I I think it's very good, very good. Well, the reason why I say it don't have its flaws because I'm looking from a Bond fan. Think about it. We had a couple of Brosnans that have just been absolute dog shit. Yeah. And the history hasn't been that great ever since. Arguably, more left, and I'm not a more fan, but more had some good ones. He did. It got kind of goofy. He had he had but. a good one and a decent one. Well, yeah, the spy loved me. Yeah, man with, yeah. with the golden gun, people live, would argue. Live and let die. Is live and let die. That's his, I think that's a yeah. good one. Some good live ones. Live and let die is a good one. The spy yeah, loved me. I think is better. Well, I'm also we we went over this when we did that when we talked about that a long time ago. I'm a big fan of black exploitation and that mm-hmm. has a lot of black exploitation elements yeah. in it. Yeah, I am a big fan of the Spy Who Loved Me too, though. But I uh, now, do you guys know the uh, do you guys know the backlash that that happened when Craig was cast? Oh yeah, yeah because he's, he's not blonde. supposed to be he's blonde. Blonde, he's blonde. He's short. There was a website dedicated to to shutting the like production five, down. Nine. I think what nine a lot of these like these fucking I think a lot of what these these people forget that the original Bond is Scottish. Yeah. Sean Connery's Scottish, so all this bullshit where they're like he has to be English, he has to be white, he has to have brown hair. It's like where the fuck does this come from? Well, that becomes that comes from Connery, but the actual Bond is supposed to be a, a, but, a darker haired well, British was, man. That was the point. Was that yeah, yeah. That Connery's Scottish, Connery's and Scottish. he doesn't try to hide that in the part. He has a Scottish accent. No, you're right. The movie, yeah. So I just don't get it. I don't. I don't get. It. And, and especially when Craig was selected, it was so petty. Well, I didn't know who Craig was. I mean, well, I didn't know what this movie was at the time. But I can. I, I guess I can understand. Like, think about it. Like, if I. Uh, if I became a Bond fan in the 80s and then I found out that, you know, and I probably would have loved Pierce Brosnan as Bond, but then if I found out there was this short guy, this blonde short guy with baby blue eyes playing Bond, like, what? Because a lot of guys my age, I think Pierce Brosnan would, would be their Bond, right? A lot of guys our age? Because that's what he grew up with? He was my Bond growing he was, up. He was the first one, I the first movie, the first Bond movie I saw was Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, first one I saw, first, too. Yeah. Me, too. Well, kind of what happened with me... Just to give a little background on my relationship with Bond, right? Growing up, my dad showed me a lot of these movies. He showed me a lot of the Roger Moore films, which are, I think, great films to show a kid. They're just really fun movies. Uh, Moonraker was actually one of my favorite films at the time. <laughs> I, I watched that movie over and over and over. And then when the when the Brosnan films came out, you know, I kept up with it because it was nostalgic for me. And then Die Another Day came out, and I was done with the franchise. Oh, yeah. Like, I despised that film. I was 12 when that came out, and yeah. I was just like, this piece of shit. It was yeah. bad. <laughs> and I hated Die Another Day so much that I didn't even see Casino Royale when it came out in theaters. I was just, I was done. It was like the Batman franchise sure. after Batman and Robin. I didn't see Batman Begins because I was yeah. done. 
Same with me with Batman Begins. But yeah. what's going on with that? Because this is a retrospective series, and we know the definition of a retrospective series is, so we're going to go through it. Mm-hmm. But the but the movie was not going to be Casino Royale. Pierce Brosnan was going to do another one. There's a documentary on Netflix called um, Everything or Nothing. It's the whole history of Bond leading up to Skyfall. Mm-hmm. And they talked about what was going to happen in between Die Another Day and, and, Sky, and Casino Royale. And it was going to be Rosicico. And Pierce Brosnan was going to star in it. It was going to be another one. Because there's only been Rosicico, Property of a Lady, and 007 in New York is the only three books that have not been made into yeah. a movie yet. 007 in New York. Yeah, that's the only one. Scrambled yeah. eggs. <laughs> so they were going to do Rosicico. And they were going to have Brosnan. Which Rosicico is about a girl that's seen a murder and he's got a protector. Well, Kevin McClory, the guy who co-wrote uh, Thunderball, who had the rights to Thunderball, had the rights to Casino Royale. And eventually they won in court, and Neon Productions said, we got the rights to Casino Royale. We got the Holy Grail, a bond. Sorry, Pierce Brosnan, let's go and reboot the franchise. Yeah. And this is a whole reboot, especially with the opening. Absolutely. Because the opening is gorgeous, my opinion on that. So let's talk about that. That's my first question. Okay. The opening traditional Bond film is the, uh, you know, doo-doo, doo-doo with the... Where he walks. Where he walks by and he shoots. And then we get into an adventure that he's ending or some small adventure before we get into the opening title sequence. Mm-hmm. He's not Bond yet. We get this black and white movie in the beginning mm-hmm. and he get into a brutal fucking um, beatdown in a bathtub. Yeah. Now, for guys who so you guys have seen Bond before, what my question was, this opening... Was this a shocker? Yes. To get into this world. Yes, it's vastly different than yeah. what they left off with Pierce Brosnan. No, at the time it was a huge shock to me because Bond is always so suave and he kills people so dispassionately that to see this, you know, brawl he had in the bathroom, this really vicious fight, it it, it really caught me off guard at the time. Right. Yeah. It, it, it made it beautiful. Yeah. Because this is 007 before it's 007 begins. Yeah. You know, this is before he becomes double O, which I never knew what double O meant, and double O means is that you have to get these two assassination kills before you become double O, whatever. Yeah. So, and the person that he kills is double O six. Do you guys know that? No, Yeah, he he came he became bad and was a spy and he killed double O six. That's why he becomes double O seven. So do you have something to say, sir? No, I thought Max was well, I was just going to say that, like, yeah, he's not Bond at the beginning of this film, which I think is interesting to see the genesis. I would say that he doesn't become Bond until the final shot of this film. Yeah, I don't think he becomes knows. Bond until Skyfall. Yeah, I actually kind of feel that way, too. I feel like the beginning of the transformation happens at the end of this film. That's when he starts becoming Bond, but the transition isn't complete until No, because Quantum is right after. Yeah. No, Quantum is still where he's... He's not there yet. He's becoming that. Yeah. But in in Sky, we'll talk about this when we review Skyfall. But yeah, I think Skyfall really is the beginning of the new Bond, Daniel Craig's Bond yeah. in full. And and I will say because I didn't tell everybody it's the beginning, but this is a retrospective series, so we're reviewing Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, all leading up to the release of Spectre, Spectre. with Christoph Waltz as uh, Blofeld or something else, but Uberhauser. But who cares? It's going to be great. Yeah. Alright, so the second question I had for you guys was what did you guys think of the construction free run? Is this totally I mean to me this is to me this is not your dad's bond. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that, you know? 
Were you going to say something, Max? Uh, do you have something? I mean, I can wait. Well, I mean, this I know was, you have something to say. Yeah, this was this was a topic of uh, Max's anger or debate. Well, not Max exactly. I'll explain that later. Okay, but. like, all right. Watch one of the free run? Yeah, well, I, there's something that I've, I've kept from you guys and okay. that's that I don't really like James Bond. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't. I genuinely don't. I like I like Skyfall. Skyfall is a really great movie. It was fun. But I, I've never really been into James Bond. Sure, yeah. And I actually hated the first, like, 20 minutes of this movie. Really? Yes. This recently when you watched it? I hated it because, like, I, I recognized that it was that it was all well done and everything. But for me, James Bond is, like, one of those wish fulfillment characters. Okay. But, uh, like, like, like Batman or Superman or... or you know, Indiana Jones or whatever. And I guess I never really related to him because never wanted to be a suave Englishman. Sure. Uh, so, like, as I was watching the beginning of this, I was really fucking bored because I genuinely hate, like, really long extended action scenes. Especially when, like, like the first 20 minutes is literally just yeah. that. The first 20 minutes... Is the, the opening, which was nice. I liked that. The black and white. But it was, I mean, it was a fist fight in the bathroom. And then immediately you jump into him, you know, running all over this construction site. Mm-hmm. And then blowing people up. And then it's just like, I, I, I'd rather fucking understand this character than spend 20 minutes chasing him around some goddamn construction site. It just bored the shit out of me. Okay. I mean, my opinions changed. There's also another thing that, yeah. that Max got really pissed at me for saying. Yeah, well, we won't but get into that. We won't get into but that. But it was more that I, I, I didn't get pissed at you because of your opinion of the beginning of the film. I just didn't want you to, you know, not be able to appreciate the rest of the film because of that 20 minutes. Because there is something that I didn't tell you watching it, which is that it's kind of like there was this video game that came out a while called Spec Ops The Line. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Now, Spec Ops The Line, after a while, it takes this, this twist with the narrative and it becomes something very just strange and affecting and disturbing and it's a wonderful experience but for the first like six hours of that film you have to play this really traditional game game. you have to play this really traditional boring military first person shooter so it's hard to recommend it it really got to me but it's hard to be like oh shit you gotta play spec ops the line and then they play it and they're like this is boring what the fuck is this so for me yeah, the first, I would say, even, like, the first hour of this film is is nothing special to me. Like, but for me, I think it is absolutely necessary to the strength of the film. I feel like it could have been a little shorter, but yeah. I feel like it's necessary. Well, I, I will agree with you on that, yeah. having watched the entire film. Yeah. Because, yeah. as we've mentioned, this is, like, the Daniel Craig Bond is obviously... Yeah different yes uh before he was a very shallow character yes he was basically fancy british man Mm -hmm. who likes you know hot women and always gets the bad guy always gets the bad guy and was it shaken not shaken not stirred and he never gets hurt he never gets hurt so (laughs) he's a really boring character he's like superman sure he's like he you can't hurt him he's 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 impenetrable He's just a fortress of manliness. Yeah. Okay. And, and like, yeah. No, keep going. No, I'm and, and, I'm and this is like the beginning of a 21st century bond. Yes. Where there's like, um, 
you know, there's there's some depth to him. Yes. There's, and they and they they do it with the reboot by yes way of a 20 minute action scene that makes you think you're getting the James Bond of the past exactly. And then you delve into exactly. I think that the waters. beginning of this film is kind of a fake start. Hi, Marty. This is sweet dog. <laughs> anyway, um, pause for a second. Okay. We can edit that out. Anyway, I would say that even like the first, I don't know, forty-five minutes of this film. What if you take him off the leash and bring him in here, like hold him? He'll be all over the place. Editing this part out. Oh, it's gonna kill his dog again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh god! What did he do? He smacked him. He, he smacked him. Yeah. I just heard. <laughs> we'll edit this. Yeah. This big section where the, the that's like the brunt <sighs> of your blow. Hey, you fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you hear the saw? No. Okay, good. No, I cannot. All right, well, let me know if you can. Okay. All right, so back to this film. I think where this film gets its power is in the ways that it kind of, like, subverts and messes with the Bond formula. Not just the formula of the films, but the formula of the character, right? So I think that the beginning of this film is really necessary because it emphasizes just how far they take these changes and how important they are, right? I think the first hour of this film is kind of just them showing we could make a traditional Bond film, and it could be really good, but we're not going to do that. We're going to mess with it and subvert it and mix it around and make it into something more. Well, there's something that I want you guys to understand before we get to my third question is that mm-hmm. Bond has never been revolutionary. No. No matter what people think about Daniel Craig as Bond of being, oh, he's a realistic Bond. He's the Dark Knight Bond. You know, he's realistic. No. You watch the beginning 20 minutes of this flick, it's... It's 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 Eon Productions saying, "Hey, you know what movie franchise that's really good? Born Identity." <laughs> I did notice that the fight you know? was very because similar. if you think about it, look at look at Bond throughout the decades. He follows a trend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that these movies are terrible because I love all the Bond movies. It's something I like. I feel that you like the films or you don't like them. You can go with the joke or you can't go with the joke. It's 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 either or. I I don't think there's any gray with Bond because people, you know. Don't kill him. He's going to have a lot of energy. He's going to have to look at this one. Jordan is killing his dog right now. <laughs> hey, there's Gina. Good. Mommy's here. Christ. All right, you might want to start yeah, what you were saying so again. What I'm just trying to say is I think Bond's a copycat. I think he's a copycat in the movie franchise of what's popular right now because really, if you think about it, Bond is a boring character. But how are we going to make money off of him? Just like with the new one that's coming out, Spectre. Mm-hmm. Christoph Waltz is the villain. Christoph Waltz is huge right now. Of course he's going to be a villain. Mm-hmm. Sam Smith is the uh, doing the theme song. Of course he's doing it. He had the number one hit song of the summer last year. Yeah. So, so that, of course. Uh, that does raise an important question. Why the fuck do you get Chris Cornell to sing your theme in 2006? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, because of, uh, God, what was that band? He was an Audio Slave. Audio Slave? They were well, kind of winding like, down in 2006. Yeah, that but. Was like, a, like 10 years But because of the, be, well, because of the name of the song, You Know My Name, it kind of gets you into. You Know My Name. 
It's kind of a kick-ass Bond song. Though. It is. I think that, it's though. better than most Chris Cornell songs. So, but uh, your point, yeah. that it's a copycat. That's that's part of the reason why it's been so successful for so long, mm-hmm. right? And now all they are just they're modern blockbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're well made. They're a lot better made than. Uh, yeah. I mean, Quantum has has reasons why it's not that great. Yeah. Um, but this and Skyfall are two of the best. Big budget action films in the past decade, I think. Yeah, it's 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 one hell because again, Chad, you didn't like it, but the uh, construction first twenty minutes, I was like, this is Bond, you know, knowing that I seen Goldeneye growing up as a kid, but not like this. And I'm like, this this is what Bond is. I gotta watch the other ones. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> like I'm gonna turn my brain off and go look at them jump. This yeah. is fun. No, like I guess for me it was like fun, but I didn't get why it was. Special, like because I knew it was very well received critically, and I watched the beginning of that film, and I was just like, "Why?" You know. And then the the, the second you get to Montenegro and you get the first scene with Vesper on the train, I got it instantly. I yeah. got why that film was special. Yeah. So okay, so let's talk about that. That's my other question. What do you guys think of it? Be- of the poker scene, because you get this huge twenty minute thing, and yeah. then he goes to um, uh, what. Do- it was tropical. Bahamas. He went to the Bahamas. Beautiful woman riding on a horse, blah, 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 all that stuff. You know, we get introduced to Bond. He does all this thing. And then we get into an epic uh, airport chase scene, yeah. right? Everything's exciting. And then for the next 30 some minutes, it's just Bond playing. Yeah. Poker. Poker. I yeah. have a question. This is this is kind of off topic a little bit. Fuck you. Have you guys? No, it, 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 there's <laughs> there's something in the movie that I'm jumping off. Of okay, here. okay. Um, you guys ever you, you know the the exhibit he goes to in, in Miami the bodies with all the bodies? Yeah. yeah. You guys ever been there? You guys ever seen that? That's I, a real thing. No. They had something like that at the Museum of Science in Boston. I I which I went to. I went to. I, we took a uh, my biology class in tenth uh, grade. Shout out to Mr. Simmons. We went to um, <laughs> we, we went to Columbus. To the Eaton Mall, because they had Eastern Malls, they had they had it out there. It's fucking cool. It's Is like, it? Yeah, it's all these bodies they've um, like preserved, and you get to see like there's one that they took out the, the circulatory system, like all the blood vessels, the arteries, oh, wow. the heart, everything, and it's just there in the shape of a body, like where all yours would be. Um, they have a bunch of different uh, penises, which I thought was pretty interesting. They had one that had cancer. It cancer dick. Yeah, cancer dick. Um, fun fact though, here's the fun fact. Um, most of the bodies that got they got donated um, or bought for very cheap uh, by the whatever organization puts that on, and uh, most of them were Chinese because that's how they got rid of their dead uh, jailbirds. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's strange. So yeah, no, that body exhibit he kills the dude that is. That's pretty cool. Which is one thing I've always was confused on, actually, because I didn't know that was in my... Because I know he originally was in Miami, because he does everything with the construction site. He goes to the Bahamas, meets the chick, and then he follows the guy by flying to Miami? Yeah. Which they, which they didn't really specify, really. Just, you know, one scene he's here, one scene he's on an expressway that says Miami. Yeah, he's, at the, he's in uh, Dodd County. It says yeah, I think it's Dodd. Oh, is it really? I think I'm not sure. I've never been there. Now, my opinion is, the poker scenes is the most stressful and edge of the seat moments throughout the flick. See, that's mm-hmm. what I found interesting. You take a big budget movie, big like 
it's not summer because it's they released in November, but it's essentially a summer action flick mm-hmm. where the second act is just a poker game. Yeah, a and long it, one too. Yeah, it goes on for yeah. quite a it's while. A, yeah, it's the second act of the whole, the whole thing, and it's not boring. And it's that's not. what's special about it to me because the way they set it up with those action sequences early in the movie, you're just like, okay, this is going to be a fun action movie, and then it just stops. And they I, the I, character. it's just such a bold decision, you know, like. But they also played it safe. Where you had 10, 15 minutes of poker, and then you had Bond killing or kicking a guy's ass, oh, and sure. then 10, 15 minutes of poker, yeah, and then no, Bond. Yeah, but there's no big over-the-top action sequence yeah, in, that, in that whole act. But I mean, I do like the way they break it up with, with the fight in the hotel, and then Bond almost dying because of the poison. I thought them breaking it up in that way does make it more palatable. It but, does. And my other question. Mm-hmm. How beautiful do you think Vespa is? I think she's the most beautiful Bond girl in the whole franchise. Vesper? She's Vesper. really attractive, yeah. I think she's the best Bond girl in the whole franchise. Yeah. Her the the her dialogue and mm-hmm. the, the verbal sparring she has yeah. with James is, no, is perfect. To me, that is what's special about this film, his relationship with Vesper. Because I think that relationship turns the entire franchise on its head. Because the, the girls in these films have always been just, you know, disposable. They're people who he has flings with and he just doesn't care about them. But this is a woman who, like, actually has something to say in a Bond film, which, like, never happened before. It's an actually fully fleshed character, and she calls him on his shit. Yeah. Like, she talks about the ways he uses women and the ways he kills dispassionately and the way he, you know, has trouble relating to other people. Like, she calls him on all of that and, and brings it out. And that's, like, stuff I always saw in the Bond franchise, but I always felt like they tried to play it down. Would you guys be shocked if I told you that Vesper is actually modeled after a real person in Ian Fleming's life? Really? I wouldn't doubt it. He did that with a lot of his characters. Yeah. Uh, Because Ian Fleming, the right, of course, the novelist, uh, he was in the British military and he was a part of MI6. And when during World War One uh, or World War Two, I think one of the one of the big wars, uh, I think it was two, one maybe, Probably. maybe it was two. I don't know. It was well, the one first of book them. came out in the fifties. So so it, so, it, so it had been one. Maybe. I don't know, but anyway, he met a woman that was like Vesper. Mm-hmm. Because in Fleming is Bond. Womanizer, drinker, poker, you know, that's right. the kind of... And Vesper went missing, essentially. The real Vesper. Her name wasn't really Vesper. But she went missing, presumably dead. Mm-hmm. And she was the one that he said in his documentaries that he was. she was the Green White Buffalo. Yeah. You know? But anywho. But no, she is the best Bond girl Still to this day, I, I don't know what Spectre's going to have. They haven't really told us much about Bond girls, but I think even Spectre's not going to top what Vesper no. is. No way. Uh, and what do you think about the big baddie? Lashif. Lashifra? Yeah, Lashifra. Lashifra? Lashifra. Yeah. He's a good Bond villain. He is. No, Mads Mikkelsen's <laughs> a great actor. See, like, there's not that much to Lashif, but, like, I don't mind. Like... I just think he's got the bleeding eye thing and the inhaler thing, and he's like, he's an intimidating presence, and he looks really creepy. I think it's good enough. But he's a stereotypical Bond villain, because every Bond villain has something wrong with them. Oh, absolutely. Typically. And this guy's the bleeding eye thing, which is great. He also has asthma. He has asthma. But even in this film, they kind of innovate with that and mess with it. Because he has those scenes where, you know, the French ice cream guy from from Ghost Dog is, like, you know, threatening to kill him and his girlfriend. Isaac Dabankol. I don't know how to pronounce his name. And and in those scenes, he's, like, really pathetic and, like, pleading with him. And so I think that's an interesting twist on it. You know? He's, He's not the most... He looks very threatening, but then when you impose anything on him at all, he just like crumbles away. 
Well, we got to talk about it. What do you guys think of uh, Lashif hitting uh, Bond's nuts? Love it. That's a that's a fun scene. <laughs> that's the first time ever. Which actually plays into your point because he goes, Lashif goes for being this like he's not really intimidating to Bond, but he's mm-hmm. shown as this imposing presence. And as soon as that door opens, he's like, I, I'll get the money. Yeah, no, I love that. Well, Just a quick turn. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that if uh, Mr. White, who is one of the heads of Quantum, didn't show up, do you think Bond would have given him the info? No. Or do you no. think Bond would just let him kill him? I think Bond would have died, yeah. And that's an, another amazing thing about the film, that you know Bond is completely helpless in that moment. They never did that before. No, I this mean, is the first time yeah. ever Bond's been tortured. Yeah, and he's completely helpless, and he would have died. He doesn't have like some gadget to get him out of that. It's sure. just it's just him naked tied to a chair. Sure. And if that guy hadn't intervened, and if Vesper hadn't saved him in the car, he would have died. Now, why that scene's in there is because Ian Fleming said that he has participated in that back when he was in the war with MI6. They did that for interrogation. When they kept captured people. Think about that. My God. I mean, just one hit, you'd be done, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Bond took it like a fucking champ. Like, that's why I like this guy. Pierce Brosnan never would have done that. No, like, they had that thing at the beginning of Die Another Day where they imprisoned him, and, and everybody was just like, ooh, Bond's all grimy, and he has a beard. But that was over by the time the credits rolled. Yeah, there was like, nothing important. Like, that wasn't anything. Like, this is... this. It's, it's something. It's special. It shows the character in a completely new light. Chad, I can tell you're not really talking that much because I'm assuming you really just don't like Bond, do you? I, I I like this movie. You do? Yeah. No, I just don't have anything to interject with. <laughs> I mean, uh, if I had something, I would. I said no. If you just really, no, really sat I, here, I, I, man, I hate Bond. No, I'm not big into the series, as we said before. Uh, so I don't really have a whole lot of history from which to pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that this is kind of like this film is a breaking down and building back up of the character. Yeah. So. Have you seen the other ones, like Quantum? Have you seen Quantum yet? I I actually saw Quantum in theaters and did not like it. Uh, We saw Skyfall together, uh, Ryan, Max, and myself, and I really liked that. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I like like the series, and I just don't have anything to interject with. Yeah, because I'm just like, I'm just, you know. Soaking it in. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Now, do you guys think it went too long afterwards with Bond uh, escaping from getting tortured and then he's in the hospital and he has that affair with with Vesper? Here's the thing. This is really weird. That part is kind of over the top and artificial and shit, but I really like it. Like I, 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 it's it's like very romantic to the point of absurdity. Sure. But I just think it's it's really sweet, and you, yeah. it's just because you've never seen Bond in that light before. Once again, it's it's showing Bond doing something he's never done. Well, they're showing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, so there's there's like the scene where uh, Ava Green breaks down and he goes to comfort her. No, I don't know because I actually don't, as I've said, don't have a considerable history with mm-hmm. the films. But I feel like that's not something that he would do. Before. No, Bond never. I feel never. like he he has before he's he's a emotionless masculine character. Yeah, actually, for me, that's a major scene in the film. Like that yeah, film when she's blew crying my, in the yeah, shower. That blew my mind the first time I saw it, and he just sits down with her in the shower and holds her like that. That blew my mind because like try to imagine Connery or Moore doing that. No, yeah, Connery would have smacked her, and Moore would have had a pun. Yeah, I mean, literally, that's what would have happened. Connery would have said, "Shut up, yeah. smacked her." To me, that moment just really defines what the film's doing. To me, the best moment ever in the whole film is Daniel Craig's acting at the end when Vesper drowns. Oh, it's and wonderful. And his over-eccentric <laughs> breathing, his eyes, his chest is 
back and forth, back and forth with his heavy breathing. You feel for him. Yeah. You feel for the guy. There's so much going on there with, with both Bond and Vesper because they both have these competing things. Like when, when he learns that Vesper betrayed him at first, he's, he tries to be all cold and dispassionate, just like fuck her, you know? Yeah. Because at, at, yeah, at the end, you know, he um, he even says he's going to shoot her, you know? But then then when she dies, you know, that, that moment of regret. And also her realizing that she's betrayed him and wanting to kill herself, but then at the end realizing that she still wants to live and like reaching out to him. Like there's so much shit going on there it's wonderful yeah i mean that whole ending last battle scene is just simulates everything in that film as a whole as this is not your dad's bond this is a new generation of bond and who else would do this but daniel craig i can't think of anybody else but daniel craig of course i know but still talking about like the bond actors or the actors in general i don't think anybody in the bond actors previously would have been able to pull this role off (laughs) no it's completely different the only the closest one is what the fucking dude from the late 80s, Tim- Dolphin. Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton, yeah. I kept, my mind was going to Timothy Hutton. I know that's not him. <laughs> I would like I to see him play Dalton. Dalton would have pulled it off. <laughs> Dalton is the closest to this this yeah. type of character, but I think that this isn't exactly how he was because this, this Bond um, has more compassion. Yeah, but um, kind of only in this film. But, but well, well, also, well, I mean... This is again. This yeah. is the start. This is the origin. He has yeah. to go through this to become yeah. the Bond we know, essentially. Who oh, is because because the Bond in the uh, late yeah. '80s, Timothy Dalton. The reason why he only did two flicks was because he was just too dark. Yeah, I mean, like that was ahead of its time, essentially for Bond. Yeah. Bond couldn't be that dark, which yeah. it wasn't dark. Is this Felix Slater got his leg bit off by a shark? Well, I mean, anyway. the second one they deal with License trying to kill. They try to take down a cocaine kingpin yeah. in Mexico. There's not really a lot of bomb movies that deal with like no. drug trade as as kind of seriously as sure. that one does. Hey, Max, do me a favor. While we're talking, can you pull up a list of all the Bond films? Oh, thank sure. you. Why? Because yeah. I want to see if I know this. Um, You're gonna try to name all of them? Yeah, in order. Do we have time for that? Yeah, we do. We only had 33 minutes. So we're nice. wasting time. Just to no, I just want to see if I can do it. Okay. Because because I'm a huge Bond. Fan. I want to see if he can do okay. it. I just want to see if I can. You ready? Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's so coming it's, up. It is coming up. I just want to see if I can do it. I hate you so much. Why? Nothing. What did I do now? Nothing. I didn't do anything. You're just trying to. This is this is your ego. This is Jordan's ego, everybody. I don't know if you can see how big it is. Go. 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 All right, here we go. Go. Doctor No from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball. You only live twice. Uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, Diamonds Are Forever. Am I correct so far? Yes. Live and Let Die, Man with the Golden Gun, Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker. This is where I get confused. Uh, I believe it's for your eyes only. Yes. And then it's Octopussy. Yes. And then it's uh, A View to a Kill. Yes. Living Daylights. Yes. License to Kill. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Golden Eye. Yep. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yep. The World's Not Enough. Die Another Day. Yep. Uh, Casino Royale. Quantum of Solace. Skyfall Inspector. Yay! 100%, man. And that was quick, too. Good, good. Okay, yeah. so make sure I had that right. You you did that better than the one time you tried to name all 50 states. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right, so, um, Chad, uh, what's your what's your uh, opinion review of, uh, of uh, Casino Royale? Um, I like it. I mean, like I said, I'm not a huge uh, Bond fan, but I like this generation's Bond because... I feel like I'm just reiterating shit I've already said. Um, he's he's he was he was just a cardboard cutout before, of like handsome masculinity. Uh, 
and now like I feel like the adding depth uh, has made him more interesting uh, character to me at least um, and I think to a lot of people to be honest mm-hmm. because I mean you said you kind of came on then uh, you said you kind of came on then so obviously uh, but I th- I mean I think James Bond the character is kind of a he's a man of his time in that like each 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 decade is kind of uh, in the way that the characters build and the way the films are made mm-hmm. it's kind of a time capsule for that generation sure yeah I so it that. makes sense that uh, in today's uh, current society we you know uh, we would make a bond who ha- has a little more trouble than you know than Connery would than which women have se- which woman to have sex with tonight. So I, I mean I like the movie. I'm still I'm still more of a fan of Skyfall. Sure. Uh, just because I think that that's tighter. Uh, it's it's more it's more of, of uh, what I'm into from beginning to end. Whereas this one's got the the like the the the, the beginning that is yeah kind of typical kind of typical and then and I think like the coda the uh, is really nice. Mm-hmm. Where Ava Green dies and and you kind of feel for the character and uh, it it kind of yeah it creates a, a more interesting bond. I mean that's kind of all I got. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm all right. Panda, you're good, buddy. Panda, I mean like what you say about the flick? I like it. I mean I really like it. It's um it's my third or fourth favorite Bond mm-hmm. of all of them. Um, I think it's a great reinvention of the character. Trying to take it takes a lot of the old tropes that we're used to and subverts them, puts them on their head and all that jazz. Um, I would highly recommend it. You go watch it, especially if you uh, plan on watching Spectre or have any interest in it. Um, you would want to watch this to see where it all began. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Max. I I I really love this movie, honestly. And I think that's partially because when I first saw it, I didn't really expect anything of it. And as I, the the way I felt was kind of confirmed by the beginning of the film, where you know it's just it's it's a good action film, it's a good solid action film. But I didn't think it was anything special. And then when Vesper comes in, it just like rips the rug out, you know, and just it not only it just it changed the way not only I thought about Bond in the present and made me excited for the future of Bond, it made me kind of reevaluate the entire franchise and realize that, you know, okay, this guy who I've been having this, you know, fun, casual time with, you know, watching him make these quips and all these action scenes, that he is, in fact, you know, a remorseless killer who uses women, who is essentially a psychopath. It's just, I thought that this was just a wonderful deconstruction of the Bond character, and I think as far as reboots go, it was brilliantly executed. And uh, yeah, no, I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I'm actually glad they rebooted it. They needed to reboot it. I mean, if they did uh, Rosicico instead of Casino Royale, I don't think we'd be talking about Spectre coming up soon. Honestly, no. Uh, and I like the fact too that we got Spectre, but I really can't wait to talk about it. Uh, no, this is like I said before the beginning. This is my second favorite franchise, so of course I'm going to say see this flick. I mean, like you guys got to see this. I mean, this is this good movie. If you don't like Bond, you may like him after this one. I mean, it's definitely a good film to see. Yeah, but so it's yeah. a great modern action. Flick. Yeah, it's a totally. good good action flick. 
Uh, Chad, I mean, okay, let's get into our recommends. Chad, what movie you want to recommend this week? Why did you have to start with me? I don't have anything. Fine. Oh, God. Uh, Panda. Um, okay. Uh, since this is, uh, this, this was Daniel Craig's, uh, breakout performance, essentially. This is what got him noted on an international stage. Um, I would recommend you watch Layer Cake. Uh... Which mm-hmm. is a 2004 um, action or gangster flick from uh, English gangster flick. Uh, actually, yeah. the first film directed by Matthew Vaughn, who's pretty big now. Yeah. Um, it's it's really good. It's it's kind of like Bond light a little bit. Yeah. It's almost certainly the reason they cast him. The reason why they would start looking at him. Yeah. 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 Max. Um, I'm gonna continue along the espionage theme, kind of, and recommend a film from the uh, the mid 70s called Three Days of the Condor. The Sidney Pollock film with Robert Redford. I just, I think th- there's a certain subgenre of espionage films that are very just meditative. Like, um, I think that the recent Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy remake kind of uh, spoke to that, and also the Spy Who Came In from the Cold. Just these very dark, meditative, lonely films. And I think that Three Days of the Condor is the best of those. I think it's. Uh, just a, a beautifully edited and beautifully composed film about, you know, social isolation and just has some really haunting moments. So if, if you like espionage films, I highly recommend that. And I'm going to go different. I'm going to go I'm gonna go uh, 360. I'm going to say the movie to watch this week would be Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery because it's the complete opposite of Bond, but it's Bond. There you go. It's fun. It's stupid. It's campy. It's if you want to watch it. It's a satire. Yeah. If you want to watch Casino Royale, then watch Austin Powers. I think you'll have a great time. So that's my pick. <laughs> and I know. I'll... Sorry. Since Skyfall... And Spectre are both directed by Sam Mendes. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting if you know who Sam Mendes is. I'll recommend his first movie, which I'm sure a lot of you have seen who are listening to this American Beauty. Mm, yeah. Because I think it's interesting that the guy who made it, American Beauty and Jarhead and the other movies and Revolutionary Road, for mm-hmm. fuck's sake, is now doing Bond movies. I think it's very strange. Uh, and actually, probably kind of the reason why I wanted to see Skyfall was because yeah. it was a Sam Mendes movie. As an Astrange as Nolan doing Batman, would you say? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's yeah, which we'll get into Nolan later. Or like yeah. uh, Ryan Johnson doing yeah. Star, Wars. Star Wars, yeah, yeah. No, I think Sam Mendes kind of has a perfect filmography, so you really can't go wrong. Just see any of his past films. Yeah, see any of his yeah. any of his movies that aren't. I mean, you can see Skyfall. Yeah. Go ahead, because it's a great movie. Right. But see any of his, yeah. his yeah. first couple movies, and you know, well, that's the guy you want, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but you're right. Man. I mean, like that's the guy that you want. Like if you're going to reboot Bond and you already have an idea, you wanted to have a character piece that's going to be dissected and turned out and spin around and all that stuff. You want to get a guy who can get that done right. Yeah. And Sam Mendes did that with American Dream. Yeah. Uh, with American Dream. Wow, I mean, American Beauty. Even stuff like Away We Go Into Our Head that people don't really like a lot of people I love. So give them a try. Yeah. And um, there's also a, a Casino Royale from the 60s and maybe oh, don't watch that. The TV movie? Uh, no, no the, the one movie. with uh, Woody Allen and David Niven and shit. Oh. I was going to make a Woody Allen joke. Right it's right. so bad. Don't, but, uh, don't do it. No, I, I just think it'd be interesting to watch a new Sam Mendes movie. Yeah. Because I, th- I think he's really a weird pick. Yeah, he is a weird I think pick. he did a really good job, but I think he's a really weird pick. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, you know, make sure to check us out on our Tumblr page and check us out on Twitter, on Facebook, and, of course, on iTunes. And we'll be back next week for uh, Quantum of Solace, continuing our James Bond retrospective series leading up to the release of Spectre, which we all know that. Uh, I think it's from Spectre. 
I'm excited. This is the first time Spectre's had it. Oh, I'm so excited. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good night. This is Jordan. Oh, this is Chad. This is Max. This is Ryan. Bye, guys. You guys have a good time.